Welcome to the Share AC Podcast, the show about anything and everything. This is Lucas, and let's see what topic we can get into today. We talk about movies, songs, video games, board games, food, books, personality traits, animals, history, anything and everything you can think of. So sit back, relax, because we are just here to have a good time. Today, we have a topic that we haven't talked about in a while, and it is uh, by far time to talk about it again, and that is personality traits. Today we're talking about agreeable versus antagonistic. Today I have with me, and you have heard from him before, and that is Jace. How you doing today, Jace? Hi, I'm great. Well, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, well, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on and talking about this very difficult topic. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, when we did this last time, and I'm pretty sure this was season one when we talked about this, uh, I guess I didn't do any in season two because that's how season two was, but um, um, we talked about bubbly versus chill, and it was a very, really good episode, mm. um, but I kind of want to go into, you know, I want to do this more, I want to do the personality trace more because that kind of fascinates me, you know, I've always been interested in how people uh, think and what why people do what they do and stuff like that, so um this one I feel like is going to be a very interesting topic today, agreeable versus antagonistic. So um, would you say that you are more agreeable or more antagonistic? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. Um, <laughs> I would say in general, I am more agreeable, um, but given situational circumstances, I can also be antagonistic um, Ooh. sometimes. It's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> if that's um, the word you want to use. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, like, I don't know when, when it comes to stuff like that, it's almost like the people that can be agreeable and antagonistic, but they lean more towards agreeable. It's very, I feel like it's very kind of, I, I don't know, spicy is kind of a good word for it because they're antagonistic about things that they're passionate about. And so in a mm -hmm. sense, it's just very strange when you see them actually being yeah. like that. It feels very dramatic because you're like, I know yeah. you one way, but then all of a sudden this is a different trait that you have that doesn't come to the surface a whole lot, but it does. And so... Yeah, but I'm definitely I'm definitely one that I typically don't. I've never enjoyed the concept of, you know, putting yourself in a box. And this is my personality. I'm a K F N L L I G M N O P, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but I I do think it's um, interesting to take those um, quizzes and read about you know um, the just different what that program or what that exam or as, you know, assessment um, considers a personality. Um, if it's, it, it is interesting, at least to read about what, um, how they function and how they work with other people, especially if it's if you're trying to understand other people. Um, yeah. So even though I don't really enjoy the box uh, format, I do enjoy at least reading about them, and if it helps me better understand people, then that's great. Yeah. Don't put me in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now we we talked about it a little bit on uh, on the last podcast that we did about personality traits and um, 
uh, you already mentioned it up about, you know, the Enneagram and everything. That's the way you pronounce it, right? Enneagram, right? I think yeah. so. Um, what are you? Do you know? I have no idea. You? I took it oh, like know? twice. I took it in college and I don't remember. Um, I think I'm, because there are like 16, right? I, I think so. that, I, I think I'm, I know what I am and that's about it. Well, I don't remember the the letters, but I remember, it, I think it's like a pacifist or something. Um, I'm very much, I don't remember what I am on that one, but do you remember the animal one? Um, no. So when Emily and I were in uh, premarital counseling, mm-hmm. um, we had to take a, this test and it broke it down into four animals, which is like a beaver, an otter, a lion, or a golden retriever. And so the lion is your leader, um, engaging, very passionate, um, proud kind of, you know, personality. The beaver is your logistical, conscientious, very mathematical, logical personality. And your otter is your playful, friendly, just party animal. Um, Hmm. and then your golden retriever, which is what I am, is the loyal care, caring, kind, um, people pleaser, that kind of thing. So I'm definitely a golden retriever, um, which is why I think I'm the pacifist on one of the personality exams out there because Hmm. I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser to a fault. Yeah. Well, there are so, I mean, there's so many different types of personality tests out there. Um, and they'll all, I feel like they'll all tell you something different, but not at the same time. Like they Mm -hmm. all tell you the same thing, but just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the one that I, the one in college and the one that I'm talking about, like the one that I know I'm in, only has nine. Oh. Did you take that one? I did not. Weren't you, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you an education, no, you were an art major, weren't you? I was both, yeah. Oh, you were an education both. major? I mm-hmm. feel like if you were education major, they would have required you to take one. Like the, We the had to take one, one. Uh, yeah, we had to take one that the state recommend or state um told us we had to take mm-hmm. we had to pay like 70 bucks for it too Ooh, um, but it wasn't necessarily a person that it was but it was more for how does your personality match up to what the qualities of a teacher need to be it wasn't necessarily the the kind that we typically think of you know um it was very much a are you qualified to be a teacher? Are you mentally stable enough to be a teacher um, or not kind of exam? It wasn't necessarily a, here's your personality type and here's how you work well with others. Here's how you don't work well, or here's what your low periods look like. Here's what your high, you know, those kinds of things. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, they want you to know how to succeed in teaching and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm I'm looking it up right now and I did find... um, I think kind of the basic ones, it might be different titles for each one, but um, here, uh, so number one is the reformer, they're rational, they're uh, self-controlled, they're a perfectionist, that's number one. Two is the helper, they're caring, um, generous, people-pleasing. Oh, you're the helper. <laughs> you're okay, number two. hold on. So... I found a picture too. It's the 16 oh, personality one. Oh. And the, so it breaks it down into four types, analysts, diplomats, sentinels, and explorers. And I fall in the category of diplomats and I'm not pacifist. I'm a protagonist. ENFJ. Oh. That's what I am. 
interesting. It's an interesting one. I really do. If you're into like personality types, I highly recommend taking it. Um, just because it is one of those that it has 16 of them. So it doesn't feel as boxy, boxy, but it also, <laughs> what I really enjoy about it though, is even someone who likes me, who doesn't really like the box thing. I enjoyed what it, it breaks it down into how do you, or how does this personality trait typically work well and what kind of environment, what mm-hmm. um, are some strategies to help you be successful? What are some personalities that you may not mesh well with, or how do you navigate that? Um, so it's, it's really interesting if anybody is interested in going to take that assessment. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any type of personality test is good to take. I mean, whether you want to know about yourself or not, or whatever. Um, the one that I took, uh, it has like a, how you are, it has a, it puts you in a letter that you are when you're like healthy. And then when Mm -hmm. you're not healthy, it puts you in a different letter. So it's like, you're a main this, but a wing of this. Okay. Okay. And so like for me, uh, in the one that I took, I'm a peaceful primarily, mm-hmm. but my I have an eight wing, which is like a powerful, like a challenger. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how they do it. Now, I don't know exactly if that's what that means. Like, oh, if you are in a bad place in your life, you're, cha- you know, you're powerful. But if you're in a good place, right. like you're peaceful. I don't know if that works right. because then it's like. Well, then what about the people who are naturally powerful? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, it is interesting. And it is kind of interesting because um, I, I think I timed this well uh, or for picking who, you know, uh, for to, to talk about this because you just said you're more agreeable. And I feel like if anything, you know, I'm pretty agreeable, like I'm pretty chill and everything. But at the yeah. same time, I think I lead more towards antagonistic. <laughs> I would agree with that. I have, I definitely haven't uh, fully, and I don't know what it is. We can kind of dive deep into it, but, uh, but. But that's why I really want to make sure that the listeners know that if you take that personality exam, that's wonderful. If you want to read about it and better understand, you know, but don't find your identity in just Mm. that because human beings are creatures that are much more complicated than one personality type. Um, and so consider, consider yourself that, you know, this could be a foundation of better understanding yourself, but at the same time, exploring other personality traits you may have that may not coincide with that exam result per se. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a box because you don't, you don't need to do that. I mean, and you know, these personal and, and people, I mean, I feel like people who do take them, sometimes they do just take them to heart and they just are identified as, oh, I am this. And, uh, and I, I mean, that that's fine to do. I mean, if you, if you feel that strongly in it, like if you feel like that encompasses you as a whole, then yeah. But at the same time, don't be afraid to grow and learn because you could be one letter when you're 16 and another letter when you're 20. Um, you know, you are, don't be afraid to grow and learn new things and, and, and think about things in different ways because uh, that's how you, that's how you grow. That's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess before we kind of dive deep into everything, um, 
even though we haven't started to dive deep already, um, <laughs> what's, what is your definition of agreeable? Like, what is uh, just kind of basic agreeable? What does agreeable look like? Um, I think agreeable, uh, the personality trait of, you know, being agreeable, I think really, I mean, generally positivity or positivity, I think coincides with an agreeable personality. Um, I think friendly, I think compassionate, um, Mm. kind. um, I don't necessarily think it's, I don't think an agreeable person is necessarily a, pushover. Um, I think that you can have an agreeable personality and still stand firm in who you are and what you believe in. Um, but I think in general, an agreeable person will want to be kind to people and want to please people and want to create a very positive atmosphere around them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, correlating agreeableness with positivity. I can see that. I can see that. But that does not mean that an antagonistic person wants to hate all the time. Are you saying that? That's not what that means. I just think that an agreeable person, it's much more important to them how others feel Hmm. than, um, than anything else. Like the reason I think that I'm more agreeable than um, antagonistic is because I'm, I am a people pleaser to a fault. Mm. I will not take care of myself to ensure the happiness of other people. And that's, that's a, kind of a negative side to being agreeable is you, you can be a people pleaser and be, have that agreeableness, but you can still stick up for yourself and you can still put your foot mm. down and things like that. But yeah. um, so not, not to say that, these are mutually exclusive. They're not. Um, but I do think an agreeable person, it is much more on their radar to make sure those around them are happy and content. Interesting. Interesting. So that's, that's, that is so interesting that you, that you explained it like that, because in my sense of agreeable, um, it's just, it's not necessarily not caring but like in my sense of agreeableness is like just just not having a particular opinion about it. Oh, okay. It's not necessarily about how how I want to make the other person feel. It's about me I don't really I don't want to say not really caring <laughs> because that's yeah. not that's not true. But just like, more in, more indifferent. Yeah, I'm just indifferent about it. It's just like, and I guess, you know, I always just come back to um, agreeable. I mean, what's the one thing that, you know, agreeableness always just kind of comes around and bites in the butt? When someone asks you, where do you want to go to eat? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care where, where do you want to go to eat? <laughs> uh. And they're just like, no, pick something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know. In that sense, when someone said, I mean, unless I obviously have an idea of what I want or what I'm interested in or, you know, what I'm feeling in that moment, when someone asks me where I want to eat and I say, I don't care, where do you want to eat? That's not me being agreeable. That's me literally saying I'm indifferent and I will, I will eat wherever you want to eat in a sense that is being agreeable because I mean, you didn't make the choice. And so in a sense- do you think it could be twisted though to be like 
I'm saying I don't care because is there something in you that's like, this is clearly, it's recognizing that this is clearly more important to you than it is to me. So mm-hmm. I don't care. I am indifferent. So you choose, mm-hmm. which to me goes back to that. It's almost like a, a, a subconscious people pleasing because mm-hmm. you're not intentionally trying to please them, but you are taking the moment to recognize, oh, this is this is more important to you than me. I'm just going to take myself off the off the agenda here and let you decide. Yeah. So it is it is a roundabout unintentional way of just letting others have their way. And so that is true. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, that is true in a sense. I mean, you know, I guess in a sense that that makes it a, that makes someone agreeable, but it's right. funny because the person who is doing that, ergo me or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, people like that, they don't see it as that. No. And so that's Not kind of all. fascinating. And again, that's just a counter argument. I don't think that mm-hmm. um, any like like you like your personality. I don't think that you would ever think. Well, I'm saying I don't care because I, you know, deep down I must I probably want to please them. You know, I don't think you'd ever think that. I mm-hmm. think to you, you genuinely just don't care. Like my wife doesn't have a lot of opinions. She really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so when when I ask her things and she doesn't have an opinion, it sometimes it's hard for me to even be like how do you not have an opinion? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? And there are times where she can recognize this is clearly more important to you than me. So you do it. I don't care. You do what makes you content. But there are other times that it's like, she doesn't, she's not doing it for my happiness. She's doing it because she couldn't care less about the outcome of whatever we are discussing. And so I think, yeah, I think there's two sides of the argument there that one could, but yeah that's yeah. interesting that we had different perspectives on that yeah that is interesting um and we're probably gonna have different perspectives on antagonistic um <laughs> what <laughs> so what is your definition of antagonistic so i do not i do i'm gonna clarify what i don't think it is first i don't think it's somebody who is looking to create chaos or looking to, um, I'm I'm wanting to create the drama Cause by fight. having right. I don't yeah. want they. I don't think that they always want to stir the pot in the sense of just for the sake of stirring it um, to create that that row that rise and that adrenaline and just to have a different opinion to have a different opinion. I think an antagonistic personality that trait in people is more about not being afraid of um, conflict or not being afraid of confrontation. In fact, I think that they welcome it if it means doing the right thing or if something is can be justified. Um, or just not being afraid to call out things that are wrong or things that have done to them that are wrong. Um, again, just not being hesitant to put that foot down or speak up when it needs to happen. Yeah. Well, antagonistic is a very negative word. Yes. Um, and, you know, I could have titled this episode and we could be talking about agreeable versus disagreeable. Good versus I evil. Mean, you know, good versus evil. <laughs> um, but, 
you know, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not. But I mean, but that is a thing. People are gonna. Pe- I mean, people are listening. Hopefully, um, <laughs> and um, and you know, people have a negative connotation to to words, to different types of words. Antagonistic is definitely one of them. When someone say, "Oh, they're so antagonistic," I mean. People don't go running around just saying that word, but it has a very negative thought process when you think of that. Um, uh, and that's not what we're getting at here is we're not saying, you know, one is good, one is bad. Just like we're just like in the last episode, we weren't saying bubbly is good and chills bad or chills good and bubbly is bad. Um, uh, we're like I said, we could be talking about agreeable versus unagreeable or disagreeable or whatever but going kind of that extra notch with someone who is just you know they're not disagreeable because just they're 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 antagonistic it's just it's it's just one of those things where it's 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 the complete opposite of agreeable it's not just disagreeable if that makes sense yeah and it's definitely and we're not saying with these with these personality traits, no one is all good or all evil. No one is all agreeable, all antagonistic. Like people, like I said, humans are creatures that are much more complicated than that. And so, I think every personality trait can have a positive and negative connotation, right? So, like mm-hmm. an agreeable person on the positive side, you know, is is very people pleasing and wants to help people and kind and compassionate. But at the same time, the negative connotation with that is they are weak. They are cowards. They are um, not willing to stand up for themselves. They're, they're pushovers, but the same for antagonistic and antagonistic person. The positive side is they are firm. They can't, they do have courage. They have the, the skill set to stand up for themselves and to confront people when it's necessary. But on the negative side of it, if you do dwell on the negative um, connotation of antagonism, you, or you would think that they're always wanting, they always want to argue. They just can't find any um, positive thing. All they want to do is fight and argue and prove they're right. And, and that's not what we're saying. There, there are positives and negatives to every, I think every personality trait out there. We're, we're humans. And so we can, we can feel the broadest spectrum of emotion. And so I mean, there, there's so much room for discussion like we are doing now, mm-hmm. because it's not as simple as just this or that. We're oh, just, yeah. we're just exploring two of the many, many different traits that could be explored. Oh, for sure. And that's why I want to do a lot of these is because there's just so many. This won't be the last one, trust me, but I enjoy talking about this. Um, yeah. So, my view of antagonistic is, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess it's not too different from yours. It's just, you know, someone who, it's not someone who, you know, wants to pick a fight. It's not somebody who looks for trouble or looks for a fight. I mean, I, I lean, I feel like I lean more towards antagonistic, but I definitely don't go around looking for a fight. I try to stay away from people as much as possible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, you know, I definitely am not looking for a fight. Um, But, uh, but I guess it's just, you know, I, I will stand up for, for anyone um, that I feel like 
isn't you know needs to be stood up for um and i'm not afraid of confrontation maybe since i'm getting a little older uh you know jace knew me in college and i i spoke my mind and i lost a lot of friends because of it (laughs) um so uh it's and i wasn't afraid to to speak my mind but you know in my in my old age of (laughs) um of uh turning 29 tomorrow um i uh i definitely have kind of eased up on it a little bit um i don't fully speak my mind but i i do feel like if you are antagonistic in a sense you do just very much speak your mind and you you know you're not afraid to just to just speak your thoughts on something um you know and maybe maybe that's not it at all but i feel like that has something to do with it what's your thoughts on that i would agree with that um i just want the listeners to understand that just like in a story you have you typically have a protagonist and an antagonist and even though we think of antagonist as the villain not every villain is really evil and without the antagonist we wouldn't have a story mm. typically yeah. so these people are, our world is full of people who are more agreeable or more protagonistic and they're full of people of and there's antagonist people like we all have to be here for this to work we all have to coincide and be able to be civil with one another and have compassion for each other even with our personality differences so don't take this to heart (laughs) saying that like lucas said it's not one is better one is you know, worse. It's just two different things. Um, But yeah, I think that's a good summary of the different perspectives of the two traits that we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't see antagonistic as negative. I mean, I don't because I am that. (laughs) Well, that's funny. (laughs) And that's funny because since you're more relatable, you relate more to that. It's not negative to you. Someone like me who's more agreeable, like my initial reaction is a little bit of it, it is that negative connotation. Because when you generally think of an antagonist, you think of something negative. Mm-hmm. But because I don't really, I'm not that kind of person, that is what I think of. And I recognize yeah. that. But in recognition of that, you know, my metacognitive brain can break that down and say, okay, why do I think that? What does that say about me? What does that say about other people? And I can tell myself, okay, well, just because there is a worldly negative connotation with that does not mean that is all of who they are. Yes. They Lucas might call me out if I do something wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean he is hating on me or Mm -hmm. is, you know, wishing me ill will. That is not what that means. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think a lot of people, you know, that negative connotation with antagonistic personalities is, Oh, they're out to get me. They're attacking me. That's not what they're doing. That might be what some of them doing. Maybe they're on the negative side of their of their their journey, you know. But maybe <laughs> they yeah, but but generally I like to think because I'm an agreeable person, mm-hmm. I generally like to think that people aren't like that naturally. Um that I think a lot of people, you know, 
aren't trying to attack you or trying to mm-hmm. get at you. They might be coming across that way because you have a personality that does not mesh well with theirs. Mm-hmm. So of course you're going to miss and, you know, interpret things differently. Um, like I'm very sensitive to tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hypersensitive to tone. So you can say one word to me and I can fixate on the tone of what you said, how you said it. And I will put pull together this entire narrative of what issue you had or what I did wrong to make you have that tone. You're writing a story in your mind, aren't you? Oh yeah. hundred percent. And that's uh, how I am is I'm, I, that's my, that's my negative side to where I'm at because I need to work on, even with my own wife, she'll say things at times that because she's more antagonistic, she'll just call me out on things. And for me, that's like, oh my gosh, you're like attacking me. You like you, me. you hate me. Oh my gosh. And that's not what it is. That's just mm-hmm. somebody who is willing to call you out and that's their personality. They're going to say those things because that's what's important to them and that's who they are. That's not an attack on your character or your yourself or your personality. It's just a difference that you have to figure out in order to navigate the world in a better way. Yeah. Well, you have to realize, and, and you said it beautifully. I mean, you really did because you have to realize in in, in my life, out of, you know... And in, in, out of being antagonistic, there has never been one time I've done it out of hate. It's always been out of caring for the person. You know, when, you know, when they're, when maybe they're not doing something that, you know, is right, or maybe they, you know, and you said it, like I said, like I said, you said it beautifully when they need to be called out in a sense and not called out in the sense of judging them calling out in the sense of, hey, did you know that you did this? I mean, I care about you enough to say it. I, if yeah. I didn't care about you, I wouldn't say it and let you just go on with your life. And so it's kind of almost in that sense, like, and I, I know that sounds like, oh, I'm doing it for the better, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm doing it for the better good. Um, but, uh, but that's kind of what it is. It's just like, you know, I care about you enough to be like, hey, what the heck? <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, isn't that you could twist that to say this antagonistic personality is almost when it comes to friendships and calling your friends out on things. It is from that caring and Mm. compassionate perspective, because I care about you. I want you to know this so you can grow and maybe be more reflective on this in the future. My personality, the agreeable, we aren't always even confident enough to do that you know we we want to please you so bad that we're not willing to call you out on anything mm. so again that's that's where this they're circle just different the, it's circle of life like it doesn't <laughs> necessarily mean what you think it means at surface value it's yeah. just yep they're just different <laughs> yeah. and i think it always it also comes down to and i mean this is a personal tangent but I think that (laughs) civility and perspective have been lost a lot these days. Mm. Um, Just the idea that you can disagree with somebody and not get in a fight, not Mm. attack each other in personal and harmful ways. um, That can happen. Two people who have completely polar opposite personalities can disagree and still remain calm, collected, 
and just have an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where we lost it or why we lost it, but I think that's that's a, a joy of talking about these traits today. Like these two types of people can coincide. I'm married to one and mm-hmm. they can be successful, but you have to be able to recognize your own traits and flaws and things that are important to you and values and as well as have the perspective that that other people around you do not have those they're not that they're not the same Mm. and that's okay you know lucas and i are very different personalities but we get along we can have conversations we can disagree and still remain completely civil and friendly with one another and why why can that not happen but it's because when you consider people's journeys, they're not at a place where they're okay with that. They're not at a place of accepting that. They are still very in tune with, you know, the, um, I'm not going to say self-centered or selfish, because I don't think those are applicable here. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's more of a, um, I think it is a little bit more tunnel vision of th- their perspective has not been built yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that's something else that people today need to realize with, um, you know, if you're going to go take a personality exam, that's great. You're like, if you take the one with 16 and you find yours, you read all through it, that's awesome. Learn more about yourself, get in tune with yourself. You know, what do you, how do you, how are you successful? How are you not successful? But then don't forget that there are 15 others that are not you. Yeah. And they are different from you. They have different struggles. They have different um, things that they are, that are important to them. They have different things that they're interested in and just remember that. And so when you go to the grocery store and the clerk is not being the kindest person, first of all, you don't know what the heck kind of day she's having. And second of all, she probably has a different personality than you. So she, something that she's doing may not seem rude to her. Mm-hmm. She, that's not rude from, from her perspective. You just might be very sensitive to that. And so the correct thing to do would just be like, Hey, you know, she has a, she, she's got her own things going on. She has her own personality. It's not rubbing well on me, but she's doing her job and I'm buying my groceries and let's just go. There's no reason to create discord when, it just comes down to civility and perspective, you know? Yeah. 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 That that's, was... my, that's my, that's my tangent. I'll <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know, the way you ended that, you know, cause it was just, um, you know, what you said at the end was, I mean, pretty much don't cause drama just to cause drama. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah. you know, obviously if someone is being a little bit, you know, more violent or something, then yes. But like, but like, if they're just, yeah, I, yeah. Well, and, and as a teacher, we see this all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Parents these days. I mean, <laughs> I would say we have more antagonistic parents than agreeable parents because when we identify an issue or, you know, we have a concern for a student and we reach out to parents, I would say seven, eight times out of 10, they're not okay with what we're saying they consider us very unprofessional. They don't think that we're doing our job correctly. And they don't think that their kid is doing that. And it's like, guys, we're not just 
making this stuff up, you know, Mm. but their reaction is very defensive and very, um, it feels like they're harboring this anger for no reason. Like we haven't even really discussed the issue, but I'm calling your kid out. And I mean, there's a load of things to unload there, but it's it's the same kind of thing of guys, take a step back and realize that you're dealing with humans who are imperfect and different in and of themselves. And so before you decide to react one way or another, just have, have a little metacognitive session and realize (laughs) that you're, you're, you're unique, they're unique. And just remember that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, welcome to today's yoga session where we meditate (laughs) on the values of life. (laughs) So, um, so what does, so being an agreeable person Mm -hmm. as you are, what does it feel like, um, when you are interacting with an antagonistic person? Um, I a hundred percent, I do. I think is a hundred percent situational. Um, at work, I am less agreeable than antagonistic, (laughs) uh, so I, I am much more capable of those antagonistic traits at work. Um, so if I'm dealing with an antagonistic person at work, I'm very willing to say, hey, we need to sit down and talk through this. We need to figure this out. Um, what, what is this disagreement? What is this discord? Like, I'm very much a let's, let's hash this out. Mm-hmm. Um, at home or amongst my, the people who I consider close to me, um, an antagonistic person can be very hurtful. Um, Mm. And again, not because they did anything wrong, but because I am very sensitive to certain things. Mm. Um, Again, going back to my wife and I's uh, premarital counseling, we both had a big session talking about where, because Emily is more of that antagonistic, Mm -hmm. recognizing my sensitivity and how she handles situations with me is something that she would need to work on, but also my not being so sensitive to something that she does. And so it's a two-way street where for antagonistic people with me, I need to remember that they're not attacking me. They're not, it's not a personal jab. They're just doing what they got to do or saying what they got to say, whatever it is. Um, But it can be very hurtful, but Mm -hmm. I've grown I've grown a lot over the last few years where I can almost take it a lot better because I know, I know who I am a little bit more. And I know that I know um, the source of where it's coming from a little bit more um, because my wife and I have grown a lot. And I've learned that, you know, there are things that she does that she does not, it never crosses her mind that that could have hurt me because that's not at all what she meant. And so knowing that and having accepted that now, it takes a little bit of the pain away. I don't necessarily know if (laughs) it takes a a little bit of it away. Well, because I don't know. I don't know. Because again, I'm, I'm hypersensitive to certain Mm, things. And so I don't know if I will ever get over. And I'm not saying pain as if like I go, you know, throw myself on the bed and weep for hours. You know, it's not that kind of pain, but it is just like a, Oh, that didn't, yeah, feel, that didn't, that didn't make good. me feel good. Yeah. But I, but I get over it a lot quicker. So yes, the, the quote pain still happens, but I move on from it. 
I move on from it quickly and I talk myself out of it because I'm like, nope, that's not what it is. That's not what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it works that way with other people too. Like if I experience somebody who's, you know, quite forward with me that I I don't really know very well, um, I'm able to have that conversation in my head of like, hey, that's their personality. They got things to do. Oh, perfect example. Here we go. So at church, our choir director is a very structured woman. She is very much, we have to get this done before we do this. And then we have to get this on, we have to get there on time. And if you try to interrupt her, uh, like not, not for any bad reason, and she would love to talk to you, but if you try to interrupt the, the structured time that she has set, Mm -hmm. she can, for an agreeable person, it comes across very snippy and very, and quite pushy and quite rude, Mm -hmm. but that's not what she's doing. She has a job to do. She's trying to keep 80 choir members in line and doing mm-hmm. what they need to do and, and fixing the things that we need to fix with a limited amount of time. She's, yeah. it's, a, it's a business. She's trying to make sure it all gets done. So for an agreeable person, that has happened to me before and it hurt. But again, I, I moved on from it because I was like, it's not personal. It is not a jab at me. It is just she can't do this conversation right now. And mm-hmm. she's great at coming back and saying, hey, you know, sorry about that. What, what were you wanting to talk about? She's so good at that. Um, but yeah, for an agreeable person, I, it, you can have that hurdle of making sure that you're, especially if you're the agreeable version like me, where it's more of the people pleasing and you do care, but it's more for the people around you. Um, it can, you know, you do have that. You have to ha- have that to navigate, where you have to navigate how you how you perceive things versus what other people are actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for somebody like you, who's more of just the indifference, mm-hmm. so channel your channel that in you for a second. How do you feel like that part of you handles antagonistic people? Antagonistic people? I feel like I reserve myself a lot. I mean, depending on the situation and everything, like, I mean, you know, in that, in that type of situation, I mean, we've done choirs we've done shows before you know we're all around those types of people that they have a job to do that you can't interrupt them you know they need to be there and you know i respect that (laughs) i guess it's more of a respect thing it's like okay yeah let's get let's do this i mean especially since i'm getting older like you know back in the day i probably would be like wow this person's like kind of rude but like in a sense i'm just like oh yeah let's do it no I, i respect i respect a person that uh can do that in a sense can just be like listen we don't have time for this you know and but and in the end when they come back to you and say hey i'm sorry we couldn't really talk about that in the moment but we can talk about it now um you know that's just the beauty of it right there you know mm-hmm. realizing that you have a thing that you need to accomplish in a timely manner but then actually just like you've been talking about this whole time actually realizing that other people are different than you other people value things different than you. And so for you to come to, to come to someone afterwards and be like, Hey, I respect you enough to be that we can talk about it now. Um, that's just, and I, and I didn't forget. That's what's really cool. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the way that I would feel like I was, if I was in any situation like that, um, you know, I, I, I would be the exact same way because I'm able to, 
to realize that not everyone's like me and not everyone it's like and you know i'd be like hey that's a great question let's talk about it later um you know i'll I'll get back to you later on it um and uh and i mean like you said being a teacher i feel like most teachers have to be that way they have to because oh yeah to value like person's you know trait personality traits feelings values whatever you want to say i mean you know, you're on a timely manner when it comes to class and, you know, whatever the case may be, you need to respect and go back to those and not forget. Like you said, you have to remember. Right. right. Um, but that's, that's my thoughts on as I, you know, I'm very open. I mean, of course, when it gets to a certain extent, I'm like, okay, you need to calm down, dude. <laughs> yeah. But like, but so it sounds like I'm like, I'm mine is the more sensitive to every, to the surroundings and yours is that, that indifference kind of establishes a, I can, I kind of see the situation for what it is mm-hmm. and now it's just not the time. Yeah. And I think the sensitive person also knows that it just, when it's met with that kind of shutdown mode from the, from the opposing person, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a little bit more feeling involved. Um, so what about your antagonistic side? Have you ever had an experience where somebody was hurt because of something oh, that 100%. you said or did? Oh, but you, oh, oh, but not, 100%. <laughs> clearly, clearly Jace, not you know something. This, <laughs> well, hey, I am, I am simply setting you up for a great explanation. Um, but like not, I know you, something that you didn't intend, but still something that they took wrong mm. or took very um, hurtful. You know, something that I have to work on still, you know, I, I'm a very different person than I was five years ago um, mm. and in college and everything. And, you know, uh, I, I would say this stuff, you know, that I would say, you know, because I cared about the person and being blunt, you know, I was, I was always known as the blunt person. Oh, Lucas is just really blunt because I mean, mm-hmm. this is the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you know, and I've worked on that. I've worked on not being as blunt, not saying my opinion, just kind of going with the flow. I don't care. You know, unless if it involves me, I kind of care a little bit, but if it doesn't involve me, just do whatever you want. (laughs) This is where the chill personality comes in. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to, when it comes to, and, 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 uh, I might even talk to Emily about this, but when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to reacting to something that I have said that has hurt someone's feelings, but I didn't mean it that way, I I feel like I do need to work on a little bit still mm. because, you know, and, and Emily was probably like this a lot when you, you know, first started dating or first marriage or whatever. But like, um, you know, in our minds, we didn't hurt your feelings. <laughs> you know, right. I did not hurt your feelings because I was that was not my intent to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about that is that when you feel like you haven't hurt someone's feelings, guess what you don't feel? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> you don't really feel sympathetic. You don't feel sympathetic. You're like, grow up. You know, like that's yeah. just, I mean, oh, that's, I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? You know, yeah. like that. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you can't yeah. experience the emotions and the thought processes that you are supposed to feel when you hurt someone's feelings, when you don't feel like you hurt someone's feelings. Yes. And, and that, I think you're hitting a nail on the head there. Cause that is a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> You're like, oh, preach. <laughs> preach oh, yeah. I could go on that for hours. <laughs> um, Emily and I, when we first got married, we had lots of talks about, um, oh my gosh, I could go on this forever. Literally, she, I would bring up something that's like, hey, you know, that, that really didn't, that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And she had such a hard time with like, mm. how? Like, yeah. how did that hurt your feelings? Like, <laughs> it was, how did you perceive it that way? And it has taken yeah. years for me to explain to her my thought process and mm. what, how my feelings are that, I mean, she, it now, obviously she's like, I she can foresee that um, coming. So she'll word things specifically, mm-hmm. you know, in a certain mm-hmm. way or, mm-hmm. and, but she's also grown in the sense that, just like I've grown is not to not be so sensitive. She has also grown in, she'll call herself out on things before it even happens or like not before it happens, but before I even have to say anything, she'll apologize for it or say, Hey, you know, that's not what I, that's not what I meant to, Mm -hmm. that's not what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for sure. There was a long time there where she just couldn't understand how it was perceived that way because in her mind, she, it was black and white. It was this and that. And I, that's what mm-hmm. I said. And, but she had <laughs> no idea. And then it hurt even worse that there was mm-hmm. really no apology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, and mm-hmm. we had to work through that of like, mm-hmm. you apologizing doesn't like you can apologize for a situation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apologize. Even when you don't think you did it wrong, you can still say, well, Hey, I'm sorry that this all happened. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that, this whole situation occurred. Let's, let's fix it in the future. You know, you don't, I don't know why people think I did nothing wrong. Why would I have to apologize? You don't have to apologize for what you did because you did do nothing wrong, but you don't have to belittle someone's feelings just because you don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah. And that's what Emily and I have worked through. We've, we've worked through that of just apologize that it happened yeah. And I will apologize that it happened. We will both apologize that this situation occurred in the first place yeah. and that we didn't communicate better with each other. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's again, that two way street of let's work together to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And I think it all goes back to that. You can have an agreeable person and this antagonistic person work together, but you have oh. to put the effort in, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, it just comes down to, that's when the respect comes in. Oh, for you sure. Know, respecting the person in a sense that you can do those next steps afterwards. Yeah. Dare I say, you have to drop the <clears throat> self-entitlement question. <laughs> uh. From either side, though, right? Yeah. Like, you know, antagonistic people drop the self-entitlement thinking that you did nothing wrong, but also the sensitive, agreeable people drop your self-entitlement that, you, that they deserve to come coddle you. And mm-hmm. that they need to come hold your hand. Like you also need to grow up a little bit and be an adult and be able to <laughs> say things that you need to say. And this is, this is, <laughs> I should have a mirror because I, <laughs> I need to be you saying can always, things. Yeah. You can always but, say it. But again, but... it's, it's, it, I'm never going to accuse one or the other because they both, that kind of, those kind of situations, it's, it's again, they both yeah. need to work on it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Really fast. Um, so we talked about how you interact with antagonistic people. We talked how I interact with antagonistic people. What do you do when someone who is agreeable like you, what about that interaction? We're not very productive. 
<laughs> um, I so you and, you and Jonathan. Correct. I was about to say we have a we have a mutual friend, um, and Jonathan and I, who the listeners have heard many times. Yes, of course. They do. Um, Jonathan and I are close friends. We, but we are also very similar in many ways. We are both sensitive, so sensitive, um, and our time is filled with a lot of discussion on how we feel why we feel it mm. and how to navigate that. We we make up in metacognitive discussion sessions <laughs> in in the time that we could use to just go handle the issue. Mm. <laughs> um, that sounds so bad, but it really does, you know, I'll have something on my mind, he'll have something on his, and we won't go handle it or find a resolution, but man, we will we'll talk, talk about, about it, it for hours. <clears throat> And what we should do, and yeah. what we will do, what we might do, what we might not do. Mm. Um, but in a weird way, it's so refreshing yeah. because I'm with somebody who gets it. I'm with somebody who, oh my mm. gosh, they feel the same thing. They've had situations that are the same. They have the same <laughs> sensitivities. They have, they have the same words. Like we've even, in talking with each other, we've been like, we've said the exact same thing about two separate situations, mm. and it's like whoa, dude, like, you get it. Like, I completely sympathize with you and I understand. But then it's really cool with John and I about, I can say, hey, I've actually been in a situation like yours before and here's what I did and didn't do and here's what it created or mm-hmm. or here was here's the resolution that happened. Um, and sometimes that helps, sometimes it hinders because there might be something where I'm like, hey, I've had that happen and you're going to have to, you're, you're just going to have to buck up, you know, um, which is not helpful, but it's, it's yeah. the truth. Um, but then there are other situations like, Hey, this happened to you. What well, happened to me? And here's how I did it. And it, it went really well, you know, so maybe try this and he does the same for me. And so it, it in a way, just as unproductive as it can be, it can also be quite therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually whenever, someone comes to me with problems and maybe this is just, you know, or how they're feeling. And maybe this is just kind of the psychology in me or, you know, my personality uh, trait of antagonistic, but you know, I am, I will a hundred percent listen to you, but at the end of the conversation, you better doggone know what I'm going to say to you. So how do we fix it? What oh my gosh. So, uh, yes. So Emily, we had to create a phrase because uh, in a marriage, this isn't a marriage setting, but we had to create a phrase because she she will listen, but her natural reaction is, so what do we do to fix it? What are we going to fix it? Mm-hmm. And we have a phrase where before I start talking, I have yeah. to tell her, I want you to, I do, uh, what is it? What is the phrase? We found this on Instagram somewhere. Do you want to be comforted was, or do you want to deal with the problem? No, it's something like, like it's something like that. It's like, do you yeah. want me to comfort you or do you want a solution? And I have yeah. to tell her which one I want. Because there are times where I'm like, if you try to give me a solution right now, I'm going to storm out of here and I don't, I don't want your well, solution. Why is that? Like, why is that so bad? Because I think in our minds, the more sensitive, this really should be called like sensitive versus non-sensitive people, but sensitive, <laughs> sensitive that's, that's, people. That's another topic. Yeah. Sensitive, <laughs> sensitive people like me, the, the sensitive side of agreeableness is I don't 
necessarily, it is not a problem worthy of a solution to me. It's still just something that is boggling my mind. Wow. So don't try to give me a solution. Don't fix because me. Because all I think about is you just see something wrong. And so as I'm talking to you, all I think about that you're thinking about is a way to fix it. I don't want you to try to fix it. I want you to listen to me mm-hmm. and I want you to sympathize, sympathize with me and say, yeah, that's not cool or that's not fun. Because that tells me that you're considering my feelings and not just trying to fix a problem. Mm-hmm. And recognition mm-hmm. of feelings is a big deal for those sensitive people, you know? Mm-hmm. There are times though that I will say, I need a solution because I'm tired of doing this. Because mm-hmm. again, that negative connotation with agreeable people is that they're wimps and they're pushovers, they'll get to a point where they're tired of it and they mm-hmm. will want those solutions, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's another thing of agreeable people that we didn't discuss is a lot of times agreeable people, if they're not indifferent, they're, you know, I'm talking about the more sensitive ones, they a lot of times um, bottle up things mm-hmm. and then eventually the bottle gets too full and it explodes. And then, and then that's another negative it's just another negative connotation that kind of can become mm. of people who don't handle things forwardly or don't handle things when they happen or don't look for solutions. They just try to keep those kind feelings up and running. Um, That's yeah. super interesting. I, uh, I mean, that makes total sense, but like in, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, in my mind, when someone comes to me, and, you know, is feeling sad or feeling frustrated or is angry or is hurt or whatever the case may be, mm. you know, um, like, like, like I've said, you know, I'll listen to them. But the main goal in my mind is how do we fix it? How do you how do how, what do we do for you never to feel this again? Because right. in my mind, when, when something happens, you know, all those all those years in college, you know, when I did all that and I lost friends and everything because of it. Um, guess what? I never did again. I never did that again because I did not want to experience it again. I didn't want to feel that again. And so therefore I changed the way that I approach things so that I don't feel that way again, because I don't want to feel that way again. It was bad to me. And so when I have a problem or when I am hurt or when I'm just, you know, frustrated or whatever, the first thing that I do is I say, okay, so what will make me not experience this again? Right. And so it's interesting when, you know, and there's, of course, there's times when I'm all like, I just want to vent and I don't care about the solution and, you know, uh, whatever. But, uh, but that is interesting to me that, um, that, that aspect of it. Um, and, uh, you know, a big thing for me is changing the way that I say things, changing the way that I do things. And mm-hmm. it just keeps me, I mean, even in the sense of, you know, I feel like, um, you know, saying something to someone, I may not say the exact same way that I used to, uh, you know, I mean, I still will do it with love and everything, but like, I mean, I might still be a little blunt about it, but overall, you know, changing the way that you say something so that, because you know, the way that you want to say it is going to hurt their feelings. Right. So, and I think it comes down to a choice too, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, Emily and I have really discovered that you know, it comes down to that's not how she thinks. Mm -hmm. So she's not going to understand not wanting a solution. Now she can choose to recognize that I think differently 
So she's going to choose to not always give a solution. She has a solution in her head, but she chose to not say it because she knows that that's, that's not what I want or need. And, but then it also works for me. Like I'm going to choose, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not going to complain about this or talk about this because am I wanting a solution? No. Okay. Well then maybe I shouldn't complain about it. You know, Uh, (laughs) it's that, it's that recognition and choosing to, like you said, you, you're going to change the way you say things. That's a choice you made based on something that you experienced or went through that you would not like to experience again. It's very selfish. If you the think same, about it. <laughs> the, it kind of, but it, it can and cannot be because mm-hmm. of course, human beings don't want to experience pain again, but at the same time, if it wasn't for those experiences, you know, sparking the choice to change, mm. you wouldn't be growing. So if you didn't experience those things, and if I didn't experience the, the, all the things I'm being sensitive to, and then get to that point of, I'm done, I'm tired of this, I need to work on myself and change my personality a little bit because I'm tired of feeling this way, then you don't grow. If you don't experience those things, you become stagnant and just the same person, you know, and I would hope with your friends and your loved ones that when you, things happen and when you grow, you know, just like Emily and I have grown in our marriage. We don't struggle with these things as much as we did when we first got married. And that should be the goal. That's a, that's a reflection of our growth from both sides. You know, I don't, that's why to bring this full circle, that is why you don't identify with what this personality is that you got on the internet. You Mm -hmm. realize that, okay, that might help you understand yourself better it may have some correlations. It may have things that are not so accurate, but you can still you still continue to grow and change. You don't keep yourself in that identity for your whole life because then you're never going to be different. You're never going to be able to make different relationships and connections with people and potentially grow into a better, much, better, much better version of yourself mm-hmm. if you don't allow yourself to change you know, and to make those decisions to do it, to do life differently. Yeah. Yeah. I know we have to wrap it up, but I want to say one more thing. I also just like to poke people's buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I just you find do that like fun. Doing that. I, I just find it fun. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but. It and to agreeable people, you're the bane of our existence. It is so much fun because when you say something and I'm all like, oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. And then I just yeah. start poking. Boop, 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 yeah. boop, 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 boop. <laughs> so what? See, that is very much an antagonistic. Because oh, it's so much fun. I, I find the buttons, <clears throat> and then I make sure I stay away from those buttons at all costs. Oh, and I just poke, I just poke it. I just mm. poke the button. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, Jace. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I and hope you... the listeners enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, you know... Uh, we kind of deviated a little bit, but at the same time, we didn't, you know, it was very much still an agreeable antagonistic, you know, way of viewing things. Um, you know, whether it be, I mean, that, yeah, it's just, it's, whether it be indifference and or sensitivity or exactly. whether it be poking the bear or, um, 
you know, well, just willing to stand up for yourself. There's just differences. Well, you know, I, I love John, you know, uh, he's one of my bestest friends. And one of my favorite things to do is push his buttons. <laughs> Which you know. So and What a know. great illustration of <laughs> Jason Lucas. We're just going to go in the forest and we see a bear, right? And Jace runs away from the bear, but Lucas is like, I'm going to get a stick. I'm going to get a stick I'm going to get a it. stick and poke the bear. That's oh, agreeable man. and antagonistic for you right there. There you go, folks. So stay agreeable or don't. No. Um, but uh, but no, thank you for coming on the show, Jace. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening, you listeners out there. Um, shows are every two weeks on Thursday. Uh, make sure you go follow me on Facebook if you haven't done it already. Also, um, you can also follow, find me on YouTube. So go over and subscribe to me there. Um, I don't have a lot of episodes on there yet, but I am planning on it after my life stops being crazy. So thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. And remember... Okay.